0: Log Talk Radio
1: to the 110 Nation Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. C.J. Sports. Glad to be back in the Carolina Sports Plus studio here on this hump day. Honestly, I'm just glad this week is already halfway over. Got Mario. I'm going to get here in the studio in here in one second. We got our NBA expert, Jay Spearman, joining us as well. It's been a long week. Um... The wife for Grandma, um, basically at this point, is just uh, living hour to hour. Um, she has been um, in the hospital and with hospice uh, since last Wednesday. Uh, I actually got the experience it firsthand. They say medically, there's really no reason that she is still alive um she is an eight and now at this point about two weeks no ivs in the last seven days really the only thing she is receiving at this point is just basically medication to keep her comfortable until she is ready to go um I, that's all first-handed <laughs> i wasn't you you hear things and you, you don't ever assume anybody is just making up stories um and, and never did i assume but I was there firsthand today and watched her get to a point where the breathing got very shallow. The heart rate, once again, got uh, very, you could hardly get a heart rate. Um, they say every day for the last at least week, at least once a day, if not multiple times a day, she has stopped breathing. The heart has stopped. They assumed that that was it. They said their goodbyes and she starts breathing again. Uh, she did that again today. We was all, we, we was, they were all preparing got quiet everybody's watching what looked like was the last breath then my wife's grandma grandpa rolls into the room and all of a sudden her eyes opened up and she starts making noises and everybody was like all right how, how is this possible the doctors can't even explain this um but uh with all that going on i have been taking care of everything on the back side the kids the house working and everything so I'm just at this point glad we're halfway through this week it's been a long long uh seven to ten days at this point and uh, and I know I have no place to complain because the wife sh- she ain't home till midnight last night because they said they're fairly where I was last night because it happened last night as well Um, Who knows what time she's coming home tonight? She's been there since first thing this morning, Uh, so it's been uh, it's been a long week. And so I'm just glad to have an opportunity to kind of sit in the studio, get uh, get my right hand Mario in here, get Jay in here. Um, We're gonna go through the NBA. Um, and a lot of it's going to be them taking over. As I've gotten the topics together, but outside of football, where I had a chance to sit down, and not even to mention that dryers gone out, so wash clothes at one house, run across to the other side of town to dry clothes at my mom's house, and then my mom wanted me to haul firewood which she said hey would you go get this firewood it's right around the corner there's enough for both of us to have a little a couple little campfires you know fires that back we do fire pits so i'm like sure no problem i go to pick it up and it's a whole bed truck full of wood not just enough for a couple of fires there's enough I don't even want to go on firewood was there. Both kids soccer. I I could tell that I hadn't ran in in a good hot minute because the oldest, who plays soccer, uh, top soccer at the league for uh, special needs, um, they did the parents versus the team, and I ran around for an hour. I'm telling you what, just taking me two full days not to hurt. Um, I, I go on to the list of things that it has been for this last week. So I'm just glad to have a chance to kind of sit down, Uh, Monday, I was on the 110 Nation Race Chat Live exclusive. We had Dr. Patrick Starpoli on. He had been on before, race car driver, now doctor. Had a phenomenal interview with him. Glad that we had a chance to sit down. Uh, But very excited about tonight. Very excited to listen to the guys. I'm going to try to participate as, as much as I can on the NBA. I did my best to keep up with college football and the NFL, got a lot in that area that I'm going to jump into, um, but uh, I am going to let the guys kind of take over, throw my two cents in here and there on the topics tonight. I went ahead and gave them the topics, so they had a chance to prepare for this, um, but looking forward to another great show. Let me go ahead and get Mario in here first and let him uh, let you guys know uh, where he can be found, social media, website, where he is that so you guys can go get some of this great product from Carolina Sports Plus. Mario, how are you doing tonight? And hey, let them know where you can be found.
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good today. Glad to be back in the studio on this Wednesday talking sports with NBA with Jay and going over our football picks and things. But uh you can't because you sports had, Plus had a good South.
1: weekend on your picks, I know why you're happy about it. <laughs>
0: Uh, I, it, feels, it, it, feels, it feels good to, uh, you know what I mean, catch up, catch up. Oh, you know what I mean? I've been down, up, but I definitely.
1: Me. Six weeks yeah, and now, now you yeah. finally passed
0: me. Yeah. 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 So that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's this is going to be an interesting show today. But uh, you can yep. catch Carolina Sports Plus out on uh, Instagram and Facebook and also on YouTube. You can like us online. You can chat with us online dot com. Uh, this coming weekend, if you're in the Fayetteville area, we'll be at the Dogwood Festival this Saturday and Sunday with some good, interesting things, and uh, we can talk sports and shop around a little bit.
1: Oh, good old Dogwood Festival. Uh been a long time. been a long time, but anyway, let's go ahead and get Jay, and, uh, Jay Spearman into the studio. Let's get things rolling. Jay, how are you doing tonight?
2: I'm good, brother. Um, Before I get too much into what I want to say, uh, first things first, man, condolences to your – well, prayers to your family. Um, You know, I'm I'm, I'm really, really praying for you, man. Um, You know, the last thing you ever want to go into, like, you know, a a sports show like you are about to have tonight um, is, you know, um, unfortunate news. But, you know, man, my prayers are with you. Like, really, really, I mean that from the bottom of my heart, man. Thank you. Oh, yeah. it's,
1: been, it's, been, it's been a rough week. I, I really feel bad because her, her grandma's who raised her, because her mom wasn't there. So her mom, her grandma taught her everything. And I feel like I could see when I was there. And we're, we're gonna get to sports real quick. I could see the all of them like they have said their goodbyes like already like five times because that was supposed to be it. The breathing had stopped, and now you could just see them like they don't know what to do because medically. It's, it should have already been done and over with. And it, it's her will at this point. It's the only thing that's keeping her alive. They, like I said, they're not doing anything but just making her comfortable. And it's just like today when she stopped breathing and it looked like that was it. Everybody just didn't know how to react. Everybody just sitting there. Then all of a sudden, Grandpa comes rolling in the room, and it's like all of a sudden there's life again. Uh, so I, I feel really bad for them because it's just like this emotional roller coaster ride. They get these goodbyes out, these tears out. Everybody's hugging each other, and then all of a sudden it's like, ah! and she starts breathing again. So, feels so bad for them. Uh, But I do appreciate it, and uh, uh, everybody out there, just keep praying. Um, There is no reversal on, because the the lungs are filled with fluids and everything. There's no reversing. So all the prayers at this point, it won't save her grandma. It it almost had to be like the coming of Jesus in order to save her. But uh, um, I'm more focused on them and their sanity um and, and them just wore out and everything else at this point so and, and how everybody especially the grandkids or the great-grandkids are going to handle all this cuz uh pretty tight family on that side on her family side but let's get into sports um NBA um first first topic out the gate is James Harden um he has missed uh practice i don't think any of us are really surprised um I'm gonna let you lead the way with this, Jay. Your thoughts on this? What, what needs to happen? What I, I know what James or, uh, James Harden wants to happen, and I think we all know what really should be right and, and what he was told was going to happen. If he signed the contract, um, but uh, we also know what didn't happen. What needs to happen? What What does the NBA or the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers or what just needs to happen? How do we rectify this? How does all parties move forward? And is there any light at the end of the tunnel in your opinion on this?
2: So, you know, here's my thing. Um, two two things, really. First of all, Adam Silver needs to grow a shit and, you know, put his foot down <laughs> on, you know, this behavior. Just, I'm sorry, but it's true, this behavior like this. Because, you know, if you recall, Adam Silver – um, had this big issue with Damian Lillard trying to force his way to Miami and made that apparent that, you know, like that wasn't going to happen, yet you're allowing James Harden to do the stuff that he's doing. And I'm not saying that James Harden is wrong at his reasoning. You know, he has trust issues with Daryl Morey. You know, Daryl Morey promised him money. Um, he didn't get paid. And, you know, his whole thing is I'll never play for a team that Daryl Morey uh, um, is a part of. And that's all great and good. But we've seen James Harden do this time and time again. He cried his way out of Houston. He cried his way out of Boston. He cried his way to Philly. And, like, he's continuously, like, it's becoming that prima donna behavior that's giving the NBA a negative light. Um, And, quite frankly, um, I don't know if either one of you watch all the Smoke podcasts with uh, Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes. It's actually one of my favorite podcasts to watch. And, you know, they made it very much clear. With a guy like James Harden, he's going to mess around, cry his way out of the NBA entirely prematurely way too soon Um, because the NBA is notorious for making examples out of players who feel like they're better than the NBA. I'll give you a prime example, and even though it wasn't warranted, it was still an example, and that would be Carmelo Anthony. If you remember with Carmelo Anthony, he cried about having to come off the bench for a while. What did that happen? He was blackballed from the NBA for two seasons, had to take a sleep veteran deal to go to uh, Portland, and then that's how he ended his career, the Carmelo Anthony. So if it can happen to Carmelo Anthony, what makes James Harden think that it can't happen to him? My suggestion to a James Harden, just play ball, man. Play ball. Prove that you still got what's left in the tank. Prove that you still have, like, a little bit of uh, uh, value left in you. And then at that point, now you can call more shots because he's not proving anything to me. You're talking about a guy who's inconsistent in the playoffs. He has a game to where he drops 40. Then he has a game to where he plays a par. Uh, the 76ers do absolutely nothing with him and Joel Embiid. And a lot of that is due to James Harden. So he really doesn't have as much of a voice that he thinks he has. And quite frankly, to an NBA fan, it's just annoying to me.
1: <laughs> um, I would disagree with one thing, and I'm gonna uh, give Mario's thoughts. Uh, the inconsistency, inconsistency. I don't know. I think he's pretty consistent of a shriveling up and uh, disappearing when the games actually matter in the playoffs. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, yeah. But I get your, <laughs> yeah, I get your point, though, Mario. Your thoughts on this whole situation? Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm kind of, I'm, I'm leaning, I'm leaning, I'm definitely leaning the same way as uh, both of y'all. But uh, it it's it just making it hard to uh, root for James Harden. You know what I mean? Even root for him or or be on the same team with him. You know what I mean? Because you never know if you're getting somebody's a hundred percent. You know what I mean? And then with the NBA players making so much money, feeling entitled. You know what I mean? I I think I think it's just the the way it just makes the league look bad. In my opinion, but as far as uh. As far as him sitting down and not coming to practice, you know he, he does have to grow up. You know what I mean? And when you're looking at it, as far as the working person looking at the games while he's getting paid, it just doesn't it just doesn't feel right. No.
2: Hey, you know, I, like I, just I, time, I, man. Like you've been. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Uh, no. Go, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. So, you know, my, my thing is with this type of situation, you've got to really, really tilt the fire line because you don't want to come off sounding like Laura Ingram with shut up and dribble. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, quite frankly, you're have you you're not really sending a message by, by missing practice. You're letting your team down. You've got guys who are yes. looking up to you on that team. I'll throw one name out there, Matisse Taibo, um, who 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 just credit James Harden on being an excellent leader? Now look at the example that you're setting for guys in the league. You're telling them that this type of play is okay. Yet you are sitting here trying to sit like, like you're sitting here trying to say that you're you're deserving of something. That might be true, but at the end of the day, this is not how you get that message across. You lead by example.
1: I agree. And. and- what makes Harden think that anybody is going to want to trade for you if you don't get your way? This is how you're going to act, I, and I understand that some of what's going on is just the file bonus, and I'm not going to say all of it. I, and I don't even care for Harden. I was like, I, I, I can't. As a matter of fact, I can't even stand watching Harden. Uh, but if you sit there and you miss these practices and you, you, you carry yourself a certain way, why why would anybody want to bend over backers trying to get you on the team, figure out a way, and what would motivate a team to look, you know, if i If I'm hard, I'm going in and I'm busting my butt, regardless if I want to be on the team or not. at least now I got a leg to stand on look i, I don't want to be part of this organization. I don't like how they handle my contract. There's a little shady stuff or whatever just just based off his opinion. I'm not saying this is all what but it, even mm-hmm. if that's his his mind frame, I'm still coming to work I'm still putting my all I'm still in basketball shape. We've seen him not do the whole basketball thing and going to Brooklyn and not be in basketball shape like why would you put yourself behind everybody else in the league and not be ready and not prove that, look, I, I want to do what I got to do and overcome and give my 100% somebody trade for me? Because at, at this point, you're you're really holding no value to anybody. You're just showing everybody, if I don't get my way, I, I'm going to be a pain in everybody, a thorn in everybody's side and, and get myself out of basketball shape. And that's just, to me, not what you – where you need to be, especially at your age, because it only gets harder. We're all getting up there in age. All three of us are pretty close in age. We know what, we know what a cheeseburger 15, 20 years would have done versus what a cheeseburger does today. How mm-hmm. much it takes to get it off. So I, I don't know why. But anyway, um, we got about five more minutes. I want to get through these topics real quick. Um, How are your guys' thoughts? I've seen some really good uh, action with CP3 on Golden State. I've seen some, and I have heard a lot of great things, and people are really uh, noticing what Golden State and how that chemistry has come together. I've also seen some highlights of the Milwaukee um, new team with Dame out there. Um, I'm going to start with you, Mario, this time. Your thoughts on Golden State, how they're looking with CP3 and their rotation. Oh yeah, it's
0: definitely gonna be it's definitely gonna be interesting. You know, with Chris Paul and uh, having Steph, Steph Curry, Steph Curry not dribbling the ball and running through screens with Klay Thompson in them is gonna be uh, is gonna take it back to the Mark Jackson days. You know what I mean? Where he's gonna get some good shots without uh, have to worry about setting up the offense, but. You know, we're gonna to have to see what the big boys do down there. Hopefully, they hopefully they can stay healthy, because they're gonna definitely need them. You know, without getting in foul trouble and uh, getting rebounds, because there will be some bricks going off with all them jumps.
1: With all them jump shots that's gonna be fine. <laughs> Your thoughts, Jay? What you've seen so far?
2: Uh, two things. So, you know, first things first. Uh, Mario hit the uh, keyword right there on the uh, on the head. Uh, healthy. Um, as long as his team can stay healthy, um, you're talking about a pretty good playoff run. Um, you're talking about, honestly, the best pass that Chris – I mean, the best uh, score that Chris Paul's ever had a chance to pass the ball to, and Steph Curry. And then you also got, you know, one of the best in Klay Thompson, you know, as, as long as Clay Thompson state assistant. You know, here's the truth, man. If Golden State was in the Eastern Conference, you're talking about the finals appearance. Because the only thing that started really mm-hmm. stopping them is, you know, maybe – Maybe Milwaukee, maybe Boston, but I was still I would still favor Golden State in that end. However, we're in the Western Conference and it's just extremely competitive. So, you know, it's a lot left to be seen. But I do love the concept of an inside out game between Steph Curry and uh uh Chris Paul. You got a guy who's automatic mm. from mid range. You got a guy who's dang near automatic from three point, um and then you forget, I keep saying two, we forget Clay Thompson still is this. We forget uh, Draymond Green still has his value. You know, you we forget some of the young guys, uh, Kaminga. You know, Moody, mm-hmm. um, um, GP two, th- uh, GP two. So you know, like this team, it has a lot of potential, but it comes down to health.
1: And what what have you seen out of Milwaukee so far in this preseason? Um, and, and how do you like the what, how they look so far?
2: Uh, f- screw what I've seen. Let's talk about what I'm about to see. Uh, what you are about to see <laughs> is the greatest pick and roll that you've seen since the '90s, since since, since John Stockton and uh, Karl Malone. I am I'm so excited on this that I've already pre-purchased my team uh, my tickets to uh, the next uh, Detroit Milwaukee game just because that is <laughs> the most dangerous one-two combo in the NBA this year. Um, I like little bits and pieces of Giannis and Dane's game, but I think they're going to have a little bit to iron out as far as, you know, their pick-and-roll action and really getting Chris Middleton involved and Pat uh, um, Connaughton. um, You know, um, the one thing I do love um, about, like, like this team, Brooke Lopez can still play. That's scary. But, you know, the reality of it is that pick-and-roll combo is going to be almost unguardable in the NBA in a league where really there's not a lot of the defense being played right now.
1: And the last topic we got for you before we get you out of here, the rookies. Uh, Has any rookies stuck out to you so far um, in the preseason and and even leading up to the the, – What games are those called? The summer games. Um, Has uh, any of them impressed you? Any of them that you're expecting big things out of based on what we've seen, not just out of hearsay and hype?
2: Yeah, two two guys for sure. Um, Obviously, Wimby. You know, Wimby is going to be Wimby. So I'm not even counting him. Uh, I want to throw one name that people forget about. Uh, He is still a rookie, and that would be Shet Holmgren. Shet Holmgren is looking very much Wimby-like. Um, I don't know if you've seen his last game uh, where he uh, he dropped uh, 18, stepping for eight from a field goal, dropped two uh, two or three in 26 minutes. He's hooping. Another guy I want to throw out there, hometown Michigan guy, Imani Bates, plays in Cleveland. Might have heard of him. Um, he is proving that he is going to be a, uh, a steal in the draft. Um, I wish Detroit would have uh, nagged him because I think he could have provided some firepower off the bench. But I love the fact that Cleveland is giving him an opportunity. Um, his last game, 16 points shot 50 percent from uh from the field 4 for 9 from 3 so you're looking at a guy who's going to be able to get
1: buckets off the bench come this season. Mario, mm. any of them that stick out to you?
0: Mm. Yeah, that that was very that was a very interesting take and and every player that he said I totally agree with. But I'm a, I'm going to change, I'm going to try to shift it a little bit. You know with with Lillard getting up out of Portland and uh trying to win his championship. You know, uh, goals and dreams. I want to see, even though they're, they're you know, of course they're in Portland, but uh, it's hard out there. But I want to see what them Portland boys are going to do. You know what I mean? They're real young. Yeah. They got some vets. You know what I mean? So I, I, I really want to see what all three of them are going to do down there.
1: Um, any other things you want to throw in there, Jay, before we get you out of there that we didn't touch on that I didn't throw out there topic-wise?
2: Off topic, because I know I'm not gonna have uh, any input on this part. Um, but I know y'all see my I, I know y'all see my lines out here doing it big. I know y'all see that five and one. Yeah. I, know, yeah. I know y'all yeah. see the top of the NFC. I know you see what we're doing right now. I know you see the Michigan boys undefeated right now. You know what I'm saying. I know you see that mm-hmm. whooping we done put on Indiana. <laughs> You know, I had to talk my talk a little bit because if I don't talk it, I know my boys back, uh, back at home who's listening. Shout out, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my uh, to my guys, uh, Khalil, to my guy uh, uh, Gibson. You know, they're going to make fun of me if I don't talk about
1: it tomorrow. But I just got to put
2: that one out mm-hmm. there, man.
1: All right. I feel you. Michigan's been very impressive. I think we're uh, we're heading for a collision course here. Um, of course, Ohio State's got to get through uh, or get past Penn State this weekend. Um, we play six-ranked Penn State. I tell you what, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, all right there, top six. Um, looking real good for the Big Ten. So I, I think we're, we're setting up for an interesting finish for the Big Ten and definitely looking forward to the Ohio State-Michigan matchup as well. Um, In Detroit, I don't want to take anything away from Detroit. I'm riding high this weekend. I will throw this out there and we'll get you wrapped up. I sat there watching the game, the Cleveland uh, Browns and the 49ers, and I tell you what, the two boys, we were sitting there watching the game. We caught bits and pieces in between running back for because I also had an issue with my car. I had to change the ignition coil and spark plugs and everything else um, amongst everything else going on. But we caught the end of the game, and we came down to that 41-yard field goal that the 49ers missed, and those boys have never seen me scream, yell, and run through the house like I did. Um, that was by far the, the the high of any football game that I watch. When we, we take down a 49er team that ain't lost in like 17 regular mm-hmm. season games, Brock Purdy was undefeated at that point. And we – and I'm going to get into more of this about this, so I'm, I'm going to leave this for a little bit later. So I'm going to leave it that at there. Jay. Thanks for joining us. Looking forward to having you back my in pleasure. a couple of weeks. The NBA season will be underway and I'm sure we're gonna have a ton to cram in um to your segments. You be safe. I will talk to you later and thank you. For sure. Well uh, fellas, I'll take it easy now. Yep. You yes, too. sir. All right. What a transition talking about the uh the, the uh the Cleveland Browns real quick. Of course we gotta talk about my Browns. Um and then very I'm not going to say a very impressive win, but it was an impressive win. Um, more mm-hmm. so the defense. Browns have accomplished things in, in the defensive-wise. What, 100 or 1,001 or 1,002? I keep seeing two different numbers. Um, a total of yards allowed on the defense, the lowest since the 70s. The um, defense, honestly, is what kept us into this game in, in the season so far. Um, the first thing 49er fans want to throw out there. And That blows my mind. And even some of the sport analysts, I just lived, listened to the Colin, Colin Cowherd. I was listening to a show while I was prepping for the show in between because I had soccer practice for this too. So I was at the soccer field from 6 to 7.30, got here and was listening to what I could listen to as I prepped for everything. Um, the first thing everybody was going to throw out there is Christian McCaffrey not playing the complete game. I think he went out like the third quarter. I think he didn't play like just the last or the the fourth quarter debo um uh, not playing through, uh I think like half the game. I forget what point in the game he went out as well and, and that's what everybody wants to lean on well, you know Brock Purdy didn't have his two biggest weapons, and you know that that's is kind of seems to be everybody's fall to. When the the fact that the Browns beat the 49ers. But let me remind everybody, because this this is the excuse everybody wants to throw out there. We had no Deshaun Watson. Matter of fact, the Browns were playing with technically their third-string quarterback.
0: Mm -hmm. No
1: Nick Chubb, the number one running back in the entire NFL. So it's it's amazing that they, oh, we didn't have Christian McCaffrey um, for the whole game. You had him most of the game. We didn't have him the whole game. We didn't have Devo uh, for, like, I think he went out of halftime. So you didn't have two players for, like, half the game. But we didn't have our starting quarterback, didn't play the second-string quarterback, didn't have the best quarterback in the entire NFL, or running back in the entire NFL. And as a matter of fact, Cream Hunt is still not in football technically football shades. You can still see it. He's gotten better. But you can tell he didn't do much without that contract. And was kind of sitting on the sideline, not doing it or sitting at home, not doing nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. so I want to remind those 49er fans and those other sports analysis out there analysts out there that that's what your to go is, is the 49ers didn't have this and the 49ers didn't have that. That wasn't going to be my excuse. As a matter of fact, my boy texted me. He's a diehard 49er fan. And he, I don't know if he was trying to get smack-talking or whatever, and I was like, y'all got to beat the crap out of us. I'm not even worried about that. Like, we're, we're, we're a third-string quarterback. I, and uh, I really thought he was going to, when the game was over, come with the whole penalty thing. Um, I think the last drive, yes, the penalties weren't favorable for the 49ers, but I'm not going to say that the game – overall game I think it kind of balanced itself out. Yes, it's late it, it benefited us and it helped us win that game. Um, but there were calls earlier in the game that kind of helped put us behind at the same time. So um and I'm always a firm believer. You'll never hear me say the Browns lost because of a pass interference. I am a firm believer if you take care of business and you do what you're supposed to do One or two calls is not going to dictate the game. If the Browns go in there and would have put on the points on the offensive side and while the defense was doing what they were doing, it wouldn't have mattered on and We wouldn't have had to come back. Um, and, I, and I'm a firm believer. Yes, some games, that ultimately, a call does change the outcome. But you put yourself in that predicament. If you do what you're supposed to do, one or two calls is not going to call it. But if you're not doing what you're supposed to do and you let the game stay close and you make mistakes throughout the game, because we had we – had, late hits that were hit out of bounds. I mean, it was called everything, but we put ourselves in that predicament just like the 49ers. They put the Brock Purdy offense, and we was like, what, one for five in the second half or something? Um There was a reason why the game was that close. It should have been that close, even with your running back going out in the fourth quarter, even with you losing one to your – if you would have – that first half when you had everybody playing and the 49ers would have took care of business, the Browns wouldn't have been there in a call or two, wouldn't have made a difference. But anyway, we're we're going to get more into NFL in here in a minute. The big topic for me this week outside of the NFL – well, two big Mm -hmm. topics. One, the Colorado Buffaloes. You managed to blow a 29 to nothing lead. Um, Mario. Yeah. Outside of that, the, the epic fail and the meltdown and them end up losing the game. An interesting mm-hmm. thing, and I never thought about this, is all these people talk about Deion Sanders. And the remarkable okay. job he's done in Colorado. They've already won, what, two, three games, whatever it is, more than they've won, what, two more games, three more games, um, than they won the entire last year. But nobody ever talks about it. It was brought up, but I, I I never thought about this. Nobody throws out the fact that this transfer portal has made all the difference. Like, what Deion Sanders have done, been able to accomplish, even what he has accomplished to this point, winning more games than last year, if he didn't have the use of this transfer portal that these coaches get to use the way they get to use that has never been like this before. Like, if he just went went from Jacksonville State to Colorado, didn't get all these transfers, this would have been the same one-and-something team. The only reason that things have changed at a dramatic speed is not, I don't feel, maybe so much to do with Deion Sanders as the coach but Deion Sanders, the name that brought all these players that transferred to Colorado, you kind of remade this team. They're, they're talking about uh, they're talking about USC, and, and there was one other team they're talking about that all have been a product of basically this transfer portal. They have more starting players on the defense at USC from the transfer transfer portal than it was like Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State. There's like five other teams combined. Um, is Deion Sanders, as the Colorado's coach, this good of a coach that has turned this team around to this extreme, or is this just a product of this whole transfer transfer portal that the NCAA has opened up?
0: Now, this is kind of a tricky a tricky question. <laughs> so, okay, and the reason this is the reason why I say that he's a good coach. You know, outside of what we saw when he was in the NFL and baseball, you know, on uh, NFL Network, he, he, he's been a coach for a very long time. Okay, so, so eventually he's going to have players that he's been coaching that's eventually going to follow him regardless. So, obviously, he, are, he put some work in, you know, and the work that we all saw him do at Jackson State, he did what he said he was going to do. Okay, now you can't you can't you can't jump on me. You can't you can't beat me up or or talk junk about me now if I go to the big boys and the portal is just like free agency. You understand what I'm saying? Now every team mm-hmm. knows every coach every coach knows what he needs on his team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So with, but with Deon it's a little bit different just because he's going to bring his own following of players that's willing to play for him. You can't knock him. For, I, I, understand you
1: can't, you can't, I, I understand that. I understand that part, but people people make mm-hmm. it seem like Dion's doing things that new other coach has been able to do in the past. And no, no,
0: no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I can I can agree on that part. He's not. He's not. He's yeah. not bringing a whole new offense. He's not bringing some defense. You know what I mean? But he's just bringing Dion, and his presence is just going to bring the players that he needs. You know what I mean? That's when recruitments going to come in. The portal, you know, the videos, the motivational videos, you know, that's all that going to play a factor, just because that's Dion and that's what he's bringing. I think he's doing I agree different. That too. I think he, uh huh, yeah, yeah.
1: I just think it happened at a faster pace. Like I think, and we say success, even though they're probably not going to even be a five hundred team or barely. So. Mm-hmm. I guess, versus a 111 team the previous year, that is success. But I think just the success as fast, I don't think it would have happened, or I know it wouldn't have happened, if it wasn't for the fact that this whole transfer portal, which I think is kind of made Dion look like he's this super god coach because the mm-hmm. program did a complete 180, but that had a lot to do with he was able to bring these players in that previously it would have took many years or at least multiple years to be okay. able to change all that because you weren't allowed to do what uh, they're allowed to do now. Now, I, I, yeah, I can agree. I can agree with that part too. Just because
0: look who he brought with him as far as his son, the quarterback, you understand what I'm saying? High, Hunter. high percent, you, you know me, Hunter, but, He's bringing in players that every team needs. You understand know what I'm saying? So of course people can say mm-hmm. that because they would love to pick up a quarterback in the portal that's going to start and 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 do his thing, yeah. You know, but it, it, it's it's reasonable. It's a good it's a another, good argument.
1: Another big topic. It's been a big topic. Really, I think today and yesterday, or maybe even more so much today because I don't know if I saw it until today. Caleb uh, Williams, uh, USC coach. Or I'm sorry, uh, quarterback. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Put out there today that whoever drafts him, he wants to be part owner of the team. I one, I've never heard that before. Mm-hmm. Two, I don't think there's any validation behind it. Uh, he kind of got roasted, and, uh, and I posted it on our uh, Facebook page over at the One Ten Nation. The, the the internet is still undefeated because he talks about he wants to be part owner after coming off a complete meltdown against Notre Dame with three interceptions and look like straight trash. And is really beat mm-hmm. up on nobody at this point at you, why he's been at USC. Um, what were your thoughts? At first, I had to, I had to wait until I saw this more. I thought first at first when I saw him talking about, or the post talking about, he wanted to have part ownership or whatever team drafting him, which I could not see any team to help. Tom Brady wasn't even part owner of the New England Patriots and looked at the success that they had for so many years with Tom Brady. So it just—I I had to actually wait until I saw multiple sources and multiple posts, because I thought it was just a meme. I thought it was just somebody trying to be funny. Didn't really think that there was an actual college student that's not proved anything just come off an epic meltdown that Notre Dame is not that good. We have talked about that. They struggled against Notre Dame. They lost uh, uh, Duke, I'm sorry, lost to Ohio State. Uh, forget the other team that they just lost to. Um, and turn around, and you, you 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 guys got blown out. It was like 48 or 40-something to 20-something. I don't even remember the score. It wasn't even a close game. It wasn't even interesting to watch. Unless you were Notre Dame, you got a real good kick out of it. Um, I have never heard or seen anything like this before. What was your thoughts when you saw this today? You know, it, it's very interesting, right? Now,
0: here comes a player who really hasn't played anybody, like you said, right? Now, I'm not knocking mm-hmm. about what he wears. You know, his mom used to be a nail stylist and all that type of stuff, right? But now you're going to have a player come in. He's going to sit down. He's going to have his nails done up, right? And he's going to sit in front of me. And sit there and say, I want to be ownership of this team, or I'm staying another year. You understand what I'm saying? Then you bring up who he played, how he played. You know, you can. I feel like he, you know, he feels really entitled. You know what I mean? He, yeah. He, he, that's
1: what. That's you know what happens what next year? Think, what's up next year? Yeah. You don't have a team that's willing to give you part. Like I didn't yeah. even know that was even part yeah. of a negotiation. Yeah. That could even be a thing. Yeah. Like. And, and, yeah. I couldn't imagine going to Jerry Jones, look, if you're going to draft me, I, I need to be part owner of y'all. Like,
0: who, what? Mm-hmm.
1: No, like
0: – yeah. <laughs> And it's, Even and
1: it's the tricky. most it's, – I remember, I remember when Andrew Luck came out, and they thought Andrew Luck was the was going to be the next mm, greatest thing ever. Mm, and I'm not going to say Andrew Luck was uh, a bad quarterback. He was a good quarterback, but it, to me he was never the greatest mm, thing of to, to walk the face of the earth. Even when he was at Stanford, I never understood the hype, and I never understand the hype when it comes to college football anyway. And I think we've had this discussion on the show where – Teams like Ohio State, we we produce a lot of quarterbacks. They have a lot of quarterbacks that look great. But that's because you're playing – there's like 200 and some odd colleges. Like, Mm -hmm. not only – do you play such weak teams, you're not playing 32, you're not playing 31 other best of the best with 32 teams in the NFL, but then those teams, those players, especially those that want to get scholarships, are once Ohio State fills up their scholarships, and then Georgia fills up their scholarships, and UNC fills up their scholarships. Those that can 't afford to go are going on scholarships they 're going to the next team down the line until they find a school the next best school that yeah the next best school that they could possibly find that 's going to give them a scholarship or free ride so now you have five star recruits spread across two hundred some on colleges you don 't have the best of the best. you just have a bunch of good players spread out amongst all these colleges, so i never understood how. People judge and dictate how they feel or who's going to be the next greatest thing based off what they did in either college or even high school because that's all based on what conference you're in and where you happen to live, where your street address is. It has nothing to do with, okay, you know, so-and-so, we'll just use Caleb Williams because we're talking about Williams. Yeah, he – Tore he tore up the the so and so high school league because and, and like they played they had the ten best teams in all of high school no you you just had who lived in your particular district play on your team now if you got fortunate enough and some kids do they 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 just happen to all the greatest kids in that county play in that one – live in that same school district and happens to have a loaded team, then you're going to look good. I I think that was probably what was a lot of uh, quarterback out of uh, Clemson that never lost a game until I think he went to the NFL. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I'm trying to think of his name. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's probably a good chance that that's why he had such success in high school. If you never lost a game in four years of high school – Odds are you were probably going to a school that most of the kids that were really good at football happened to live in, or there was a lot of shady stuff going on. That all went to the same school. Either way, it's hard to go undefeated for four years of high school football because it's all based off of where you live, which school you go to, and, and all that stuff. Um, so, I never, I've never understood the whole greatest thing. And but anyway, back to the Andrew Luck that was never a conversation. Like, I don't even know how this even started to be a conversation. I don't know if this was his first – he was the first to ever, if you're going to draft me, you're going to – I need partial honor. There's no guarantee four years from now that you're Mm -hmm. even going to be on that team after your contract. There's a lot of quarterbacks that go into the NFL, and there's a lot of quarterbacks that don't make it into the second contract on the same team. So – and you're – First rookie year contracts up, and you're no longer a part of that team. Do you feel that you're still going to be part or owner of that team, and then go play for another team? And is that going to require a partial owner? Like, I don't, I don't know. The, I don't, I don't know. This is the weirdest thing I've ever heard.
0: Yeah, it, it, it just it sounds off. Like it could be a joke. Like to be honest, like it could be a joke or something. You know, because it just don't make no sense. And especially if you're still in college. And you're not even really, you know. I understand they give him the hype as far as being the next big thing. You know, they say that about a lot of quarterbacks. You know what I mean? But as yeah. far as you got to prove, you you have to prove to me. You know what I mean? All this talking yeah. all the time that players do, you got you got to prove something sometimes. You know what I mean? And and we go to the NFL. You're playing professionals. You playing you playing the best of the best. And
1: that man got to feed yes. his family just like you do. It it it's mind blowing to me how this is even a thing a whole conversation. I, I don't I don't I don't know. Um, was there anything else Ohio State won. I wasn't really impressed with our win. Um mm-hmm. I, I don't think the game was ever really close. It just It was just another game. A lot of Ohio State fans were not happy this weekend. I will let you know that. Um, For the fact that the Buckeyes game was on Peacock, not everybody pays for Peacock service. For whatever reason, that's where you had to find the Ohio State game this weekend. You're going to tell me, with all the sports channels that there is, that Ohio (laughs) State Buckeye, a top ten, even better yet, a top five team, couldn't be on regular TV. I'm not going to say hurt my feelings none. I have Peacock. I have YouTube TV with the sports package. I literally have more sports channels than I know what to do with myself. There is SCC channels. There are Big Ten channels. There are sports that I didn't even know was on TV. I, I have the the biggest package. That was the one upgrade that I, I – I think there's two, two or three upgrades I actually paid for, but that's the one that – the first upgrade that I did, it's like – $5, $10, I don't even know how much I pay, but I have like a gazillion sports channels. There, There's all types of racing, there's all types of sports, there's all t- sports on there that don't, there's not even English and, and you don't even know what they're saying channels. Like, I have, so, so it don't really matter to me because I happen to pay for the sports package because I want all the sports I could have. And honestly, nine percent of the time, I don't watch hardly any of the channels I actually pay extra for because everything I usually want to watch is on the basics of FS1 or ESPN or ABC or all the other channels, but I have, I think, uh, part of that sports package. I think the main reason I got the sports package, though, was for the Red Zone, which I love Red Zone. Um, that might be the only thing that I actually watch on that sports package, but I have it, so I don't have to worry about. Oh my God, I can't watch Ohio State because they're on Peacock because we have Peacock as well. There's really not, I don't think, any platform out there we really don't have or we don't share amongst the family that the ones we're allowed to share. Um, and we pay the extra for Netflix and let people use our Netflix. Um, I think my mom, I think, is the one that's on ours as well. I don't, I only keep up with it. Um, <laughs> We were discussing this me and the wife were discussing this um because i'm not the emotional person you've met me personally you you've been in my mm-hmm. store i'm not the most emotionally po- person i've never gone through what she's going through right now i've never lost anybody super close to me um the closest person to me that i lost was my brother but because of our our father's side of the family me and him hadn't talked in like 30 years there was nothing between me and him it was more to do with them two so me and my brother really didn't know each other. The last five years he was alive, while I still lived in North Carolina, I'd go down to see him every year. That was the closest we got. He ended up passing. He, fell, he uh, passed away in his sleep. It's been a handful of years, but that was really the closest person. Um, the mother of my children, which you know, um, she mm-hmm. lost her grandmother, grandfather, aunt all after me and her had separated so I wasn't really close to all that at that point in time and then her mom had passed away after I moved back to Ohio um, that was probably the closest person in her family that I was or closest person in her family I was to but I'd already moved back to Ohio so I've never really had to experience that um, so I'm the person that's been here kind of conducting everything. I'm that person that makes sure that things flow on the backside, kids get where they got to be, people are fed, Lottery's done that way, she can spend all the time at the hospital and be where she needs to be. And I forget where I'm even going with my whole story. So um, I don't even know what I was talking about. <laughs> boy, I, was, I had a whole point to this, and I hate when I do that. This not the boy. first time <laughs> I, get, I get to where i was talking about. I don't even know where I would even – oh, we talking about sports. What was we talking about? TV, um, platforms. TV, um platforms. TV, being on I remember now. <laughs> anyway, Ohio State fans were not too happy if the fact it was on Peacock. Didn't bother me none. Um, I'll probably remember some point later. Uh, USC, uh, did you guys play this weekend?
0: Yes, we did. Yes, we did. did you guys do? Answer, And we had w- what we needed to see as far as Miami coming in, being, you know, technically being undefeated with a little mishap. But uh, they 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 answered the question that a lot of Tar Heel fans wanted to see. You know, with uh, Walker coming in, the wide receiver uh, putting up three touchdowns and doing his thing. It was, it was it was a great game that needed to be seen from Tar Heel fans.
1: Do you guys play this coming up weekend?
0: Uh yeah th- yeah we play uh Virginia. I believe. If I'm not mistaken, but I believe we play Virginia. If I'm
1: not, yeah. I'm trying to pull it up real quick. It's um, a big big weekend for Ohio State. Why did it take me all the way back to week two? I um, don't you know what week we're in college football. Uh, big game for Ohio State. We play uh, Penn State. We are home for that game. Fortunately for us, the uh, two big games coming up, um, Ohio's uh Penn State and the Michigan game are both home games this year for us. So that's a good thing for us. Um uh... But a big uh, a big test. We get the noon time slot. Uh, we will be on national TV, obviously for this game. Uh, but a, a big test for us to see where we stand. Like I said, I've not been to this point. I've not been really impressed. Even though we're undefeated, I don't feel any of the games were really that close that I really had to worry. Um, but at the same time, it's not. We're not manhandling. I feel teams like we should be um, when it comes to the lower ranked teams. Um, so I will, we'll see. This is kind of really our first, first true test. Yes, you guys have the one in five Virginia Cavaliers, 10th ranked Tar Heels. I don't know if. I could ever remember a time that when I lived in North Carolina that the Tar Heels were ever even in the top 10. I'm not saying it's never happened. Um, I think y'all have been to a, bowl, a national title pole game, if I'm not mistaken, way back in the day. So I know you guys have yeah. had good teams in, in the past. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I think all the years that I lived in North Carolina, I can't ever recall no. um, the Tar Heels actually being a top-ten football team. Um, so very impressed with that um, situation out there um, for the Tar Heels and the ACC. Um, and I, At this point, especially with the Clemson loss and uh, Miami now with two losses outside of Florida State, I, I right now Florida State, Really, kind of dictates or um, is in control of their uh, their future and, and whether or not they're making a the bull game. And then outside of that, if they 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 have one hiccup, uh, then UNC will be they'll they'll be in the driver's seat. They, their path will be determined by them themselves, and if they can uh, handle uh, continue going undefeated, because. Uh,
0: and mm-hmm. there ain't nobody else. They got a game this weekend. They got a game this weekend. They're going to fight. They're going to show something against Duke. I'm not. I'm not a Duke fan, but I'm gonna keep an eye on that game for sure. Will you be
1: cheering for Duke?
0: No, I, I, I ain't gonna say that far just because <laughs> I, I'd rather let Carolina handle his own
1: business.
0: You know, all, all Carolina gotta do is just handle
1: their own business
0: and things will take care of themselves. But you need help.
1: you got to have either Florida State hiccup or somebody help you out. Um, yeah,
0: I, I'd, rather, and no, you're not I'd push- rather,
1: you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, I I, I I agree. I mean, but I'm not going to sit there and cheer and cheer for Duke. Nah, not like that. It's too early. It's, it's, you know what I mean? They just don't have a tough game. I'll put it that way.
1: Say, say this was the final game of the year, and – if Florida State loses, you guys get it. Then, then will you be willing to cheer for Duke?
0: Of course, there'll be a little, uh, you know, come on and uh, play some defense. You know what <laughs> I mean? So, I I, 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 I can say that. I can say that much.
1: I'm a little bit different with that. Like I am. So, the way the, the hatred between Duke and UNC, especially more so football or uh, basketball, is the same hatred between Ohio State and Michigan when it comes to football. It is amazing that me and Jay Spearman have this great relationship, and Mm -hmm. we have never bumped heads when it comes to talking college football because you're not supposed to even be friends. Like, you're not even – if you're a a true Ohio State Buckeye, like, you don't even say Michigan. You say T-T-U-N, that team up north, and all your M's have taken through it. Like, that's how hardcore this is. Um, If this weekend it was – let's see, it's a, a little bit different because I don't think Michigan – I don't feel Michigan is that much better than us or that – I think they're kind of the same with us. Now, I feel Florida State is a much better team than UNC. Not that I'm saying UNC is not a good team. They've been very impressive. Mm-hmm. But Florida State's uh, – Florida State's one of the teams that they're, they're top four. And there's a reason why they're top four. I could see myself – If I was in that boat and Ohio State was barely making the top ten, Michigan was clearly the best team in the Big Ten, and I needed them to beat Penn State, Um, and and Penn State was number two um, kind of situation, I could see myself come on, Michigan, win this game. That way all we got to do is beat you when we play the last game of the year. I don't know if you all play Florida State, so that that, that also dictates or determines things. Um, I, yeah. I, I can't stand Michigan. I would never, ever date anybody that was a Michigan fan. Thank God I married a Buckeye. Um, but I'm a little bit different with that. I kind of pick and choose my battles and who I need to fall in order for Ohio State to win the Big 10 to be that one of those four teams to go into the playoff. Um but yes, I feel the same way though with you. It, it it's it's a hard thing. It's like it's like you're sleeping with the devil when you do it. Um mm-hmm. you know, go Michigan. I need you to beat Penn State so we can make the playoff. But I feel so dirty and like I need to dip my hands in holy water and rinse myself and everything else kind of thing. So um, I I definitely feel you on that. Um, Trying to think of any, uh, looking to see if there's any other big matchups this weekend when it comes to college football to make life interesting. Um, Just scour through. I ain't seen any other big games. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. the Ohio State, which I'm surprised they didn't flex that. The Ohio State, Penn State make that like the Saturday night game, especially a three and a seven playing each other. Cause outside of that, the only other two-ranked team games that are playing is the Duke and Florida State. Everybody else is well, Utah and USC, um, but I don't think that's going to draw a lot of attention. You're talking about two mid-team teams, one coming off, uh, or USC coming off that epic fail. Um, Everybody else, it's two versus nobody or 13 versus nobody or eight versus nobody or how UNC is playing a one-and-five team. So, like, you know, a nine versus nobody. Um, So there's not a lot of uh, big, big big-key matches. The Tennessee-Alabama game, I'm sure, is going to be a good game. Um, Alabama 6-1, 11th ranked, and Tennessee 5-1, 17th ranked. Um, not the national attention that we're used to, especially when talking about Alabama. Um, They've kind of fell out of that spotlight. Not to to anybody take that twisted as much as I hate Alabama. Any given Saturday, Alabama can beat anybody out there. It is still Alabama, but they've kind of fell out of that spotlight. Um, They're not looked as such. I mean, they're 6-1 and not even in the top 10. I've seen many years that they've had one loss, even two losses, and still being in the top ten so
0: um they're
1: they're not seen as the 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 normal threat that we're used to um but not a lot of big marquee matchup games uh that we're used to um uh, looking forward as we continue on we only got to have, what three more weeks four more weeks of football left um uh, looking forward to these later matchups the matchups and when they start really meaning more and more i think uh I think we got six more weeks um those important matchups, those matchups that start determining who's going for a Big Ten or an ACC or an SEC championship that's going to possibly determine who's going to be those four representatives uh, for the playoff system. So looking forward to that as well. Uh, Football, 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 football. Uh, up until this week, I had been keeping a, a, a minor lead. It was two two-game lead over Mario, three-game lead over Mario this week going into this week three. We've been pretty close, and this week I had an epic fail. I went 7-8. and eight. A couple of the wins, or a couple of my losses, I will take. Nobody saw the Browns mm-hmm. beating the 49ers. Nobody saw the Jets beating the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. he got them wrong, so it's not like he gained ground on it because I totally missed those week both of you. I, I don't think there was probably a single person out there that put in a sports bet this weekend on the picks that got those games right. I, I would be shocked to find out if anybody had all 15 games and got those two games right on those things. Um, they might have, as an upset, got one of them right, but... I doubt it would definitely have been the 40. Well, I don't know if it had have been either one because the Jets had never beat the Eagles. Um, and the 49ers was undefeated, hadn't lost like 17 straight regular season games, and Browns had third-string quarterback in. So I, I couldn't imagine anybody picking those two. I'm sure there was probably somebody out there, but I just couldn't imagine it. Uh, but Mario did outplay me this week. He got he won 11-4, I won 7-8. Um, so therefore, now he owns a one-game lead over me. He is fifty-four and thirty-nine. I am fifty-three and forty. Um, interesting weekend, the NFL. I felt uh, as much as they tried to pop the Dallas Cowboys, that was uh, a lot closer game than it really should have been, twenty to seventeen. Um, I, I think the, once again the Cowboys are still tooting their own horn. Um, there's a lot of talk about a team that's just barely escaping by, just came off a beat down from the 49ers, then you struggle to beat the Chargers. Um, other games that was on – I thought I had pulled up the right list. Hold on. Let me pull up. I think I deleted the wrong one. <laughs> Previous week. Let's go back a week. Do, 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 do. Want to hit on a couple of these that were interesting late games. Of course, Thursday night started off like we thought it was going to start off. Kansas City over the Den Broncos. Really no surprise. I got the Baltimore game wrong. I had Tennessee. I based it on having home field to finish. wasn't thinking the fact mm. that they were in London. I don't think it would have made a difference. I think I probably still would have picked Tennessee. I'm not sure. Um, but I did uh, get that one wrong. Um, I got the Atlanta one wrong. I really expected Atlanta at home, um, to be able to beat Washington. Um, I don't. I don't know why I just wasn't impressed with Washington. Chicago, Minnesota, I got that one right. You got that one wrong. Um, I believe that Justin Fields went out injured in that game. It was probably a, mm-hmm. a big factor to the, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, able to pull that off. Cincinnati, I got that one wrong. I really expected Seattle would only had one loss at that point to continue. Um, building off of that, wasn't a really a great game. My brother did get to go to that game. He did something for his boss, and so they had sweet tickets or uh, luxury box tickets, some kind of tickets, so and my brother did get to go and enjoy that. And, and for his sake, I'm glad that uh, he got to see his team win. Everybody else in my family is Cincinnati fans. I am the only Cleveland fan. Um, like I said earlier in the show, um, the boys have never seen me run, scream, yell. in it, mm-hmm. the way I did when the 49ers missed that field goal. Um Defense, probably uh, the most impressive thing that I've ever seen. Um, I'm glad that we have the best defense in the entire NFL. It's the only thing keeping us in these games um, and keeping these games at least close for us to even have a chance. Uh, I don't know if you really want to talk about the next one, but uh, Miami doubled up somebody. Um, (laughs) The Carolina Panthers... uh, What's going on with Carolina? What 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 needs to happen? What what at least needs to happen to make these games closer for you?
0: Okay, uh kind you know, at the beginning of the season, you know I me, mean? you're not 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 trying to not trying to play it back, but just playing it back from then until now. You know what I mean, as a Panthers fan. All right. We we got Bryce Young, you know what I mean? Hopefully that was some hope, you know what I mean? He really didn't do too much in the preseason. He comes out and the offense is just a typical offense. So now we're looking at a no-win, no-wins at the moment. You know, so as a Panthers fan, it's kind of like, who is the team that we're going to beat to get at least one win? You know, so things are really change, changing around how you're looking at the Panthers right now. But uh, it just it just feels off. You know, it just feels like a rebuild, like a, like an ownership, like there's just some things going wrong within the team. You know, it, it just it just doesn't look right for right now. But a lot gotta happen. It, yeah, it just it's, it's just too much to really point at just because the players that we do have, comparing to other teams. You know what I mean? It just it just feels it just feels weird. You just feel Jacksonville
1: weird. won over Jacksonville won under Indianapolis. Indianapolis uh quarterback um uh, Richardson is done for the season. So uh they went mm-hmm. to continue the rest of the season with the Minshew, I believe. Um, which
0: yeah.
1: fortunately for them Indianapolis thought about a backup quarterback situation. I, uh, I've realized the Browns had no real plan, um, as we have uh, DTR fifth round quarterback was horrible yeah. two weeks ago. I'm not going to say that uh, PJ Walker was horrible, but wouldn't little bit for the defense and a dropped interception or a, a dropped interception or two, uh, we wouldn't have won that game. So luckily. The, the, there, there was a couple times that we that game mm-hmm. should have been done and over with uh, no help to our quarterback. Hopefully next week is better. Is there come to find out his deeper issues with uh, his throwing shoulder? So I'm not sure what at what point Deshaun Watson is returning. Um, I got the next game wrong as well. I thought that the Saints actually both of us got it wrong. I thought the Saints could handle Houston. Obviously Houston we got a problem. CJ Stroud does throw his first interception, just threw one. Um still an impressive beginning of the season, his rookie season. Um as Houston did beat New Orleans. I got the next one wrong. You got it right. Vegas end up beating uh the Patriots. I see a lot of excuse me, rumors that Mac Jones is in the hot seat. Um, I don't think Mac Jones is the only problem there. I think there's a lot of issues going mm-hmm. on. So um, we'll see. Los Angeles, I don't think it was a surprise to see the one, though, um, over Arizona. This one, I think everybody in the entire world got wrong. Like I said, the, the Jets had never beat the Eagles up to this point, uh, which is just a crazy stat to me anyway. But um, the Jets end up beating the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, giving them their first losses. we no longer have any undefeated teams. I got this one wrong. I don't know why. I guess because they were home that I picked the Bucks over the uh, Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Jay Spearman has all the right to be bragging as the Detroit mm-hmm. Lions are looking really good out there and uh, beat up on the Bucs. Uh, Buffalo 14-9 over the Giants. Controversial call at the end. Uh, probably saved the Buffalo Bills. Um, it, this should have been probably a pass interference. And um, the Giants, another opportunity to score right there at the one-yard line. Uh, I have seen NFL, ex-NFL players talk about it and talk about if they want a guy to got a pass interference, a big pass interference, earlier in the same series, they probably wouldn't have got the call. But the NFL refs, Nine out of ten times they're not gonna call them back to back like that at the end of the game. Back-to-back, um you yeah. got you mm-hmm. yeah, you got one so you you probably weren't getting a second one. Um, and once again, you know, there's one of those things that if you took care of business, if you were able to score more than nine points you know, when it came down to a call or miss, or no call, um, so that's you know, Giant fans, you could be upset all you want. But it, you put up nine points. What did you expect? Um, and then also the Cowboys, we both got right. Still not an impressive win. Um, and I like how they kind of twist things. Well, Dak Prescott is eighty-two percent of the season. Throw into Lamb. I can't think of his first name. Mm-hmm. So they throw that in at the very end. It's eighty-two percent. I was like, damn, he's got a high percentage. Yeah, but what is he throwing to the rest of the players? Like just because he throws to uh eighty two percent to C D Lamb or C. B. or however you say his name, what is he doing to the rest of the players? There's more one receiver out there, so I, I like how they try to twist things to make certain things sound good for players. Um, but just not real impressed with what we're seeing out of the Cowboys so far this year. Um, we've got mm-hmm. uh we've got week seven picks. Going to be a. Uh, 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 I want to say it's going to be is an interesting week. As there's there, is, there are some games as we get farther in the week. I think we got a lot of duds, but there is a good handful of games, out of all the games, that are very, very exciting. That looks like that we're going to see, especially Sunday night and Monday night game. Um, Thursday mm-hmm. night, <clears throat> I'm not really excited about this. Um, Jacksonville at New Orleans, I I don't know what's going on with New Orleans. I'm not impressed with the Saints at all. Jacksonville, they got different moments that it's like, all right, yeah. I, I see this. I see – I can see the potential here. I can, I can see then there's just like the mm-hmm. next week it's like – Either they barely skate by or they lose. It's yeah. just like, where was uh-huh. that team that looked like they could take the south? And even, even I'm not gonna say beat the Chiefs, but give the Chiefs at least some fits in the playoff. Then the mm-hmm. next week they show up and it's just like, can can you even beat the Pittsburgh Steelers or can you even beat the the New England Patriots? Uh, yeah, I, I I'm going with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I, I don't think this is going to be an f- exciting game to watch. I think it's just going to be a game. Um, it might even be a, a close game. I just, I just don't. Oh. I don't know. Right. I, okay. I don't yeah, know you... why this game was. I don't know why they scheduled these two teams. There, there's nothing about this matchup to me that says this needs to be a standalone Thursday game. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no – I could see, even though these teams suck, um, like one of the, one or both of these teams suck, I could see different games to me that would be more exciting. Let's say Buffalo-New England is one of the games this weekend. To me, the rivalry there, that would make it an interesting Thursday night game. Washington-The Giants is another one. Even though both of them are having a horrible season, we all know that divisional game would be a lot more interesting. Or even Atlanta and Tampa Bay. Uh, but to have two teams that are complete uh, polar opposites, there's no beef there. There's no nothing. That to me is just an odd Thursday standalone game that nobody. There's not a big Jacksonville following. Like there's fans, but it's not like it's not like the Buffalo following. It's not like the the. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say Carolina, Kansas City following or Philadelphia yeah. following. Neither one of these yeah. teams is saying, even on a good year, saying high ratings because it's got a huge fan base. So it's just, to me, an odd Thursday standalone game. Uh, but I'm going to take Jacksonville.
0: All right. Well, you know,
1: Trevor, Trevor
0: Lawrence, he might not play. He might not play. And, uh, he don't play. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm going. Go, I'm going go with Saints. I'm trying. I'm trying to get a two game lead on you, and I and I feel like this <laughs> game right here is a two game lead, it can put me up there two games. Now I'm going Saints. Lawrence ain't gonna play today. Lawrence ain't gonna play Thursday.
1: Next game on the list, you're gonna get me to change. I'm going to stick with my guns on this. Uh, The next game on the list is the Las Vegas Raiders and the Chicago Bears. Um, Two teams that there's not a lot of excitement. Like, there's – I don't know. It just seems like these teams, it's almost like watching a hamster wheel. Like, they just keep running in the same circle. Like, they just don't Mm – it's like they use all this energy and – do all these different things and make all these different moves to be the same team every year. And that's it. There's like no advancing. There's no getting better. It's like
0: we're running the
1: same cycle. We go through this quarterbacks. We go through coaches. We go like it's just a Mm -hmm. never ending hamster wheel. Uh, You are first on this round. Who are you going with?
0: I'm going to go ahead and lead off and make this nice and simple and quick. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Raiders.
1: I am going to follow suit, uh, especially knowing that uh, not only has Chicago not been impressive at all, um, Justin Fields did leave last week's game, uh, not sure to the severity and what to expect out, if we expect anything out of him this week, um, I at least know what we're going to get out of the the Raiders and their situation. So I'm going to go with the Raiders as well. Um, next game on the list is the Cleveland Browns with the number one defense in the entire NFL and ultimately the best defense since basically 1970. Um, and I like, and it's funny because you've got a couple of different um, analysts, as again, um, that try to downplay things. Like soon as you throw it up, well, they did play a, an injured bro, and they played this team, and they played that team um so this is but well, none of them break down the only two teams that has done better than the Cleveland Browns defensive wise since the merger or whatever never once break down the quality of teams they play they focus on they just don't want to talk about how good this Browns defense is. Well, they played the injured burrow, they played uh, picket of the, the Steelers. This is why they've only allowed 1,001 or 1,002 yards in five years and, or in five games and the, why this is the best statistically since 1970-something. I, I, I would love to know if any of them have ever sat down and compared the quality of teams that the only other two teams better than them in, in 50 years what the quality of teams they played. And if they feel that those were the best of the best, like did the other two teams just happen to play the five best teams ever to walk the face of the earth and so that this Browns accomplishment is really not that good? Or you just really just don't want to talk about how good this Browns defense really is? Um, there's not a lot of things I can brag about are now because we don't have Chubb. Our offense or our running back, or running back situation is not that great. Um, we're on a third-string quarterback, and there were still even questions. He was Deshaun Watson, if he was ever going to get back to quarterback shape or anything close to like he was Houston. So I don't think we are all all be-all or whatever, and I only claimed us to win the division, um, not to go. I don't even know if I said we might win one game. Um, So it wasn't like I was all sold, even with full strength. Um, But it just blows my mind how – they want to twist things because they don't want to talk about how good this Cleveland defense is. Um, but anyway, I obviously um, I, I made the mistake of betting against my team, and I, I I will go against my team. I have no problem saying I don't think the Browns are going to win. It's a tough pill to swallow last week because. Uh, they won, and I, I could have – we could be tied right now if I had a little more confidence mm-hmm. in the, the situation at Cleveland, but I don't think anybody to include – there was more There was more 49er fans at the Cleveland game than there was Cleveland fans. That tells you the lack of confidence that we had winning this game. Um, I don't think there was anybody that I talked to or knew, and even all the Browns fans that come into my store, that I had any confidence the Browns were going to win. Uh, but I am obviously going to pick – It is funny because I want to say, especially since I know their starting quarterback is not going to play, but I I have more confidence that Minshew can win versus Richardson anyway. So I I feel experience-wise and quarterback-wise, and it's not trying to take a shot at their quarterback, but you got a rookie quarterback versus a veteran quarterback that has played pretty good. Not great, but he's played pretty good in the opportunities he has gotten in Jacksonville. I think he played in Philadelphia. It um, mm-hmm. seems like he might have played somewhere else. Minshew has. Um, so you're, it's not like you're downgrading at the quarterback position just because your starter is out because that is a rookie quarterback who's only played, what, four games in his entire NFL career. But I still that defense at this point. I don't know how many more games I will actually pick against the Browns until they show me that defense is not as legit as they seem to be. I got the Browns. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm gonna go ahead and make this nice
0: and quick and easy too. Uh, I, I think I think the Browns are going are gonna are, are gonna rally around the situation and keep uh, doing what they're doing. I'm going Browns too.
1: Next game on the list, you are first on. You got Buffalo traveling to New England. Who you got?
0: I'm going Buffalo. I'm going Buffalo. The Patriots got a lot of stuff going on. I think – do you think – do you think uh, – you think – You think? Uh, dang, now I forgot his name it was uh, – Belichick. You think he's just staying around trying to win – I think he's like down 13 more games or something like that to be an all-time winning, winning coach. You think it's – I think his time is getting up. I think, you know what I mean? I I think his time is, uh, is about to leave him.
1: I think, I think he wants, and if I was him, I I say this, but I don't, I don't think it really matters. You've, you, you're, Mm. you're going to go down as the goat at the, at, at the head coaching position, regardless how his career ends at this point. Um, I could imagine one to leave on a losing season. Like yeah. if the, the Patriots got to a point that they, you know, we we'll would say two years down the road they finished nine and eight, I could say, you know what, I'm done. Um, mm-hmm. That all time might be a factor. He might. I don't know. Bill Belichick doesn't seem i'm not gonna i don't want to use the word petty because it's not petty that's a phenomenal accomplishment and anybody that's that close to having the most wins all time why would you not yeah but yeah when i say that i i'm not trying to make light of the record but I don't think that's Bill Belichick. That just seems like I'm going to be in the league just long enough to get this record sound. It almost sounds petty, but that's not the right word. But that you know, you understand what I'm trying to say,
0: though? Yeah, I understand.
1: I don't think the record means that much to him. Um, he's accomplished so much. He's got all these rings. I mean, at the end of the day, the Super Bowl is what matters. Not how many wins you got. Because you can win. You can, have, you can be the most winningest coach ever. But if you don't have Super Bowl wins, then it doesn't really make a difference. You're not going to be known other than the coach with the most regular season wins with no Super Bowl wins, like or no Super Bowl appearance, or whatever. So I don't, I don't know if that matters that much to him. Um, I hate to lose. I'm a very statistical person. I would be more petty with it. I would play until I had... I would keep going until I got that. I'm not saying that would be my last season. But then again, Bill Belichick is up there in years, so I, we know he's he's coming to yeah. the end. Um, and maybe it's a thing that he wants to prove that it wasn't Tom Brady, like that he could do without, without Tom Brady. At this point, and I know it's a small sample size, we kinda, they kind of got a washed up uh, Cam Newton... Um, They got Mac Jones, which just has not been what they were hoping. So it's not like he's had many opportunities to prove that it had nothing to do or it was more him than Tom Brady at this point. But I I think Mm -hmm. part of him would like to prove to the world that, yes, I could win this division without Tom Brady or I could have a winning team without Tom Brady. Um, And it wasn't Tom Brady that got me all these Super Bowls or, I, you know, that would be more of a thing to me, I would think, but um, then again, you make all this money, <laughs> you have all these rings, you've had all the success, maybe none of it means anything to him. Like I, At this point, I mean, and like I said, I know petty's not the word, but all the rest of it just kind of petty numbers after all the success and rings and Super Bowls and everything you've accomplished. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I know we're getting there. And I, I think that's more got to do with age versus, you know, any kind of number at this point. Um, it, it's getting to be that time for him to get ready to call it quits. Uh, Buffalo is your pick. Buffalo's going to be my pick. I, I don't know if I'll pick New England for any games. I think those two teams were pretty safe, or I believe pretty safe on not picking. One's Carolina, and one's New England at this point. Um, and, well, actually, there might be a third team, and that's on this next game, and that's Washington at New York or at New Jersey. Uh, against the Giants, um, Giants is another team that I don't know how many of those games I could pick. <laughs> you had that. That comeback against Arizona and that's kind of been really the highlight of the season for the Giants. Um you got Tyrod Taylor out there, no Daniel Jones. Um, only was able to put up nine points and uh couldn't beat Buffalo. I don't see them beating Washington. Um I'm going to go with the Reds. well, the commanders. I am still so used to staying Redskins still. Mm.
0: This could be this can be a trick. this could be a tricky game right here. Is Jones, is Daniel Jones
1: playing? Do you know, or we don't know I'm yet. not 100. No, I I have not seen. I'm gonna see if it shows anything on here, but I have not seen any reports. Mm. Uh, mm. I'm thinking, mm. um, Daniel Jones is questionable with neck at this point as of today.
0: I'm gonna go ahead. I'm
1: gonna ride. I'm gonna ride the Washington train
0: with you, then. Because Barkley looked good when he came back. Now, they, even though they had Buffalo last week, if a couple plays, they would kick the field goal before half. Time, you know what I mean? So, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Oh yeah, that and, was horrible. Uh, I'm going to watch. Yeah, that was horrible. That, it, with no timeouts, that's a, that's horrible, even coaching wise. You know what I mean? You don't even do that. You know, not in the NFL. If you know, if you know, man. Come on, man. Give me the three points, man. I'll be up nine. I'll be Ooh. up nine with. That's two possessions well, what was horrible about it is you times. did a
1: running play with no timeouts. Or, yeah, time I think out. they had no yeah. timeouts. Yeah. yeah why? Time. Why? You should have took one shot at the end zone through the pass. If it didn't, mm-hmm. then you, you yep. live to see if yeah. you'll go and you're going to have time with some points. Mm-hmm. That that was Nine 0 9-0. Yeah. You can't – yeah. <laughs> Next game on the list is Atlanta at Tampa Bay. You are up first.
0: I think I think uh, I think the Baker Mayfield uh, train is going is, is, is coming down. You know the the momentum of that team. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go I'm not I'm not real big on Atlanta, you know, but I'm gonna go ahead and go Atlanta
1: right now. What?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In the words of Baker Mayfield, I'm feeling dangerous. I'm going with okay. Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right. at home too. We go. Um, I'm not super impressed with Tampa Bay, but mm. um, I think even less of Atlanta. You're at you're at uh, Tampa. I, I just see Tampa Bay coming out on top on that. Next game is Detroit at Baltimore. I don't know if this is more of hopes because I need uh, Baltimore to lose. Or more of how impressed I've been with Detroit, and Baltimore's is still a, a pretty good team. So I it's either I'm feeling really impressed with Detroit, or really hoping Baltimore, because even though I feel Detroit's a better team, I know, I'm not. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I don't feel it's a clear cut. They're that much better than Baltimore, but I feel they are better in Baltimore. You throw in home field events for Baltimore this makes this game to me look like it's gonna be a close game. I think Detroit will find a way to win this game in Baltimore. I'm taking Detroit.
0: Yeah. I'm not I'm not you know Detroit they're definitely doing a lot of good things and I'm on Detroit I'm on a Detroit train
1: too.
0: I'm going to Detroit.
1: Next Next game, we start hitting our Sunday night games. You got the uh, Steelers in L.A. against the Rams. Who you got?
0: Uh, See, see, one thing about the Rams. The Rams, boy, I mean, I'm going to go. Even though I want to say Steelers, but, dang, I'm I'm
1: going Rams.
0: I'm going Rams. That's that's tricky, but I'm going Rams.
1: There ain't nothing tricky about it to me. I don't see nothing out of the Steelers this year. Um yeah. I'm not saying that the Rams are impressing me any, but they're 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 a good team. They just they just ain't found where they ain't found their way yet. Um coming off a win themselves. Better team at home. I'm taking the Rams. Arizona at Seattle. Seattle coming off the loss against the uh Cincinnati Bengals in a close game. Um, much better than the Arizona Cardinals, obviously. Um, uh, I think Seattle bounces back at home. I, I think little little too much to be made of this win. Um it seems like every time Seattle wins, oh, well, Geno Smith is back. We're seeing the Geno Smith. We thought we, but as soon as they lose, and it's like, yeah, we was fooled by Geno Smith, and they win again. Well, this is the Geno Smith mm-hmm. we thought we was getting. There's too much made of each week because it's a win. It's, it's an all-time high. Then you lose. Well, wow, we were so wrong about it. It's the same old G- just let the games play out. The, 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 Seattle's what four and one fire four and two, five and two, something like that. It's not yeah. like they're having a bad season. You're going to lose some games. They they lost to a Cincinnati team. That is good. Um Burrow's getting healthy. Um, I'm not so necessarily enjoying that fact, knowing that we still gotta play them one more time. Um the only plus of that is we beat them second time that won't be throwing out that we were we beat a injured or coming off injury burrow we can just say we beat straight up beat a healthy burrow um there's no doubt in my mind we will beat the uh the cincinnati Bengals by that time it rolls around but uh seattle three and two <coughs> um i'm going to take seattle over arizona who's sitting in one and five and um, that win over Dallas is all they can muster up, and I think they just put everything they had into that one game because that's a big deal. They don't like each other, and you you, you kind of got the national spotlight for that one win. But I don't see too many more wins um, coming out of this Arizona team this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely on the same same ride as you. I'm going to uh, Seattle
1: also. Next game on the list, uh, this is probably not going to be a fun game to watch, um, and that is the Green Bay Packers and the Denver Broncos, um, two teams that really have not done anything this year, um, two teams that there was hope. Oh, we got Jordan Love finally getting the starts. We, we're seeing why Jordan Love was still sitting behind Aaron Rodgers. And they thought bringing Sean Payton in for Denver, that we, we was going to finally see the Denver Broncos do something. And no, you got first pick on this one. Good luck with it. Who you Ooh. got? I know, right? I know.
0: That's that's this this game right here is kind of like a, one of the really good coin flip games. But uh, somebody's gonna have to get on track. Somebody's gonna have to do something. You understand what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I just don't look. At, I just don't see. Russell Wilson and Sean Payton going down how they're going down together. You know what I mean? With Sean Payton talking all that junk. So I'ma uh I'm gonna go ahead and lean I'm gonna go ahead and lean
1: on the Denver Broncos
0: one time and see if they can pull out this win.
1: Well there's gonna be a lot of leaning, so let's hope that the Denver Broncos can hold all this weight because I am riding with you. Um I had already rode down Denver. I'm going Denver. I, I don't know, I'm just not the Jordan Love fanboy. I, I just I Yeah. yeah. I, I think Green Bay didn't think their path out. They were so ready just to be done with Aaron Rodgers. I'm not quite sure. You're ready to move on to a quarterback that really has never done anything and Showing us why he was a backup, and um, I, I know there's a lot of turmoil, and it's just crazy in Denver. But you have you're at home. The other team, fortunately for you, was not good team. There's no reason that you can't win in Mile High. You got all these advantages: the the altitude, the the air quality, all that stuff. A lot of things go into your favor this weekend against a weak team. There's no reason that you can't beat the uh, Green Bay Packers. Next two games, these might be the games to watch for me. The Sunday night game, or the Sunday evening game, I'm sorry, and the uh, – this is Sunday night. Where's the, is there not a Monday night game or is it just not cut and showed it? Oh, well, yes, yeah, both Sunday – yeah, both Sunday – or the Sunday afternoon game, and I thought that was Sunday night and Monday night. There was one more game. It wasn't showing that game. That Monday night games will be boring. Um, unless Minnesota shows up like the Browns did. Um, and mm-hmm. so the uh, first Sunday game is Kansas City at home at Chargers. I, like I've said many times this year already, I feel all roads go through Kansas City. So, obviously, I'm going to pick Kansas City. Um, Chargers coming off of a close loss to the Cowboys, um, a games that really gave me another reason not to be impressed with the Chargers. There, there's no reason you should have lost the Char- uh, to the Cowboys. They did not do anything that was that impressive. They didn't. It was what 21 to 17, 20 to 17. It was a close game. Like it wasn't like a shootout and you lost, or you know a bad call. It just both teams just played mediocre. Um, But with that being said, the division part of this will make this an interesting game. Anytime you get Kansas City and the Chargers or Kansas City and the Raiders, um, or even Kansas City and Denver most years, maybe not so much this year, the games are always interesting. They're chippy to just like... I hate the Baltimore Ravens and I hate the Steelers, but I love watching them two play each other because there are fights. There's chippiness; like it is intense to watch. You got to get the same thing with this rivalries out here out west. Makes the game fun and interesting to watch. I think it'll be a close game, but I think at the end of the day, it will be Kansas City's game. Who you got?
0: Yeah, I think I'm going. I'm also going Kansas City, but. The Chargers could have won that game if if Hubert would have made a couple more better throws in that game, and yeah. if the defensive line would have tackled uh, uh Dak Prescott, because that all Dak Prescott's big plays, all Cowboys big plays were Dak Prescott getting getting out of there and uh, making plays on the run. But but uh, I'm going Kansas City.
1: It's crazy because I don't get to see a lot of Justin Herbert games. Um, mm. Most part, when I see it's just highlights. So you only see the good passes. There's not a lot of highlights. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to show highlights of people making bad passes, but it's not – a, a overwhelming a lot of times, and so you just go based off of oh her Justin Herbert this and Justin Herbert that. Then you sit there and watch mm-hmm. a game and it's just like
0: mm-hmm. this
1: is not what I keep hearing about. I'm like these throws were mm-hmm. not good. They w- they were short. They were de- they were off mark. Like I, I just didn't see the Justin Herbert. Everybody always pumps up all the time. Uh, like I said, that, that's a game that they should have won. I, I'm not saying that Dallas yeah. played so bad that, but neither one of them just was overwhelmingly impressive. It just kind of was a game that just just kind of flowed through, and then you just had a winner. Like I don't know, uh, money or I'm uh, sorry, Sunday night game will probably be the game to watch. I hope that Sunday night game does not let us down. You got the five and one Miami Dolphins. In Philadelphia for the five and mm. one Eagles, two teams that uh, um, are looking good. Um, mm. The only issue with uh, Philadelphia is Hurst has already thrown more interceptions this season than he threw the, uh, the entire previous season, and J.J. Brown is looking like he's not real happy out there, not getting uh, all mm. the balls thrown to him that he's wanting. I'm kind of curious to see, and obviously they have different coordinators, so things have changed up a little bit out there. So it's going to be mm-hmm. interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about these Dolphins. Like you've got this coach that just seems like he is the coolest coach. And you see him mm-hmm. in his drip every weekend, the Air Force Ones and the sweats. And, like, he just seems like the type that you'd roll up to his house and he would just, like, hear and hand you a fat blunt said, like, hey, mm-hmm. just chill mm-hmm. kind of like that just but I'm waiting to see when they actually play, like the Eagles or the uh, the Chiefs or um, mm. some at the Detroit Lions to see how Miami, because right now Miami's not really beat anybody. Um, and It's mm-hmm. not got nothing to do with their fault, just the way their schedule is. They've not beat up on a bunch of teams. They They'd just been playing their their schedule. Um, everybody got wrapped up in that 70 points, which didn't impress me none because I, I forget who they played, but they they beat uh, – who was it? Oh, Denver. So they didn't impress me none. Yeah. Um, but you beat a Chargers team who has a losing record. You beat the Patriots losing record. Denver, who's won one game. The Giants, who's won one game. You beat the Panthers, who would not won a game. Like, you've not beat anybody. Mm-hmm. Um and, and fortunately for them, they don't got to worry about Aaron Rodgers. Well, we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers here in a second. Um, so uh, you got a Philadelphia game. You got you actually got uh, an opponent. Then you play New England. That should be another give me. Then you play Kansas City. So two of your next three games will really give me more of an idea of what this Miami team is really about. Fortunately for them, except for the last three games of the season, after that it's kind of a coach. You got Vegas, Jets, Washington, and Tennessee, and Jets again. So actually, the next one, two, three, four, five games, and until you hit Christmas Eve when you play Dallas, Baltimore, Buffalo, that you really get tested again. So Miami could post three, four. They could go easily 17, so 12 and five easy, based off their schedule. Even if they even if they lost all the five or four tough, no five, so it'd be 11 and six. Five tough games they got left: the Eagles, the Chiefs, the uh, Cowboys, the uh, Ravens, and Buffalo. I don't think they'll lose all those, but the rest of their schedule makes it with their 11-11 win team easily. Um, so, uh, their record's a little misconceiving to me. I, I, it's, mm-hmm. Everybody wraps up about this Miami team, but, like, don't get me wrong. Like, that culture there just seems like that's just where to be. Like, I couldn't imagine playing for that culture. Like, it just seems like, hey, if you come in and do your stuff, put in the hard work, yo – we go in the club later on. We're chilling. Coach will be there. Look, you know, kind of – I'm not saying that's the atmosphere. It just seems like it just chill. Mm-hmm. Like, come in and do your thing, work, bust your butt. But we having fun doing this. And we looking good mm-hmm. doing this. Um, this is going to be a tough pick. I am glad you get to go first on this one. Uh, just because there's concerns in Philadelphia as well. Not only did you lose to mm-hmm. the Jets – uh but you're starting to get some just gruntle stuff um like i said the way mm-hmm. j brown thing the interceptions is being a, is, is an issue hurts is not looking as accurate or as consistent um your pick first who are you going with uh like i said it's kind
0: of it's it kind of tricky you know is it, the last time we was in this predicament with the uh, dolphins and bills you know what i mean like Let's let's see what the Dolphins about, you know what I mean? They ain't really play nobody. Now they're playing the Bills, and they lose, you know what I mean? So with this time, and now it comes up again, I'm pretty sure they talked about it in the locker room the same way. You know, this is the next opportunity against the Eagles. Now the Eagles got a little situation going on, I really do believe, because I think teams now are picking up on what Hurts is struggling in, and what he struggles in mm-hmm. is blitzing. You know what I mean? If he don't get the ball out cool. in two uh I was reading two point five seconds, you know, any time after there he's taking a lot of sacks, a lot of interceptions. So I think, you know, uh I'm gonna go ahead and go I'm gonna go ahead and go Dolphins one time. You know, just, just I'm just trying to keep the faith in the Dolphins and uh and see what they can do.
1: Oh, I would already wrote down the exact same team. I guess we're both riding these dolphins on Riding these Dolphins into this week. Uh, like I said, it's not that I'm that impressed with the Dolphins. They're fun to watch. I mm. Like, I just couldn't imagine being a fan or being part of that organization because it just looks like a fun yeah. time my the mm-hmm. strength of schedule is my concern with them um or is it smoke and mirrors or is there legitimacy mm-hmm. behind it we're going to get an opportunity fortunately for them though like i said there's a lot of bickering back and forth behind the, mm-hmm. that whole philadelphia organization so this may play into a factor and then does that mean that the dolphins show us something or are the Eagles falling apart enough so that the Dolphins win? So that will be the next conversation when we have next week if mm-hmm. we get this pick right. Final pick Monday night. I think this is gonna be a no brainer. I think the Philadelphia or I'm sorry, the forty nine just bounced back from the loss to the Cleveland Browns. Minnesota two and four has not played their best of anything. Um, I'm going to take the 49ers. I think they bounce back. I think Brock Purdy has a solid game. I'm not going to say a phenomenal game, but I, I think we're looking yeah. at 70, 75 percent completion, 250 ish yards, a touchdown or so. I'm not sure if McCaffrey. We'll see if it shows on here um, if he is expected to play or if he's still out. Uh, McCaffrey, he's not on my list. Uh, they're not showing any of those trent williams looks like nir rest uh he's questionable so trent williams i wasn't big on the whole either game i wasn't I, I did i wasn't a fan i won the 49ers coming out and pushing the browns players around trying to cause a pre-game scuffle i don't know if you thought that was just going to disrupt what the Browns were trying to accomplish, just like I wasn't a fan. It seems like the Cowboys turn around, and did the exact same thing. Like they saw, well, if they get things all routed up, you know, because um, I wasn't a fan of what the Cowboys and the Chargers and their pregame thing as well, but definitely not the uh, Browns. I think something should have been done with those. That was, that was a little above and beyond what should have been allowed and tolerated. But anyway, Um it I don't see either one being questionable or anybody, anything. So, I feel confident that the 49ers has a solid defense. It wasn't like we ran away at the game. As a matter of fact, we mainly kicked field goals. I think we only had one touchdown um, in, in that whole route. I think we kind of kicking four field goals to get to our 19 points, if I'm not mistaken, how we finished that. Um, I will pick the 49ers. Who you got? You there?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm missing.
1: Um, oh. <laughs> I was like, I started looking at the screen. I was like, damn, did I screw that up? Uh, I thought I schedule for a little bit longer as we've been going longer. But you, did you pick the 49 ers Yeah,
0: I'm picking the 49.
1: Okay. Um, Aaron Rodgers, they saw him on the sideline. They saw him throwing the ball. Um, being mobile this soon mm. after his surgery. There's even rumors of possibly making it back before this season is over. I know that he went and didn't he get the same surgeon that, was it Kobe? That he used the same Mm -hmm. surgeon that did his Achilles? Um, Obviously, uh, obviously you pay the money and get the best of the best. It pays dividends. Um, Do you think he returns this year? And are you impressed with it?
0: Uh, you know, it, it it sounds impressive. You know what I mean. Just because you hear rumblings
1: about it, you know what I mean. You, you
0: see him walking. You see him throwing the football. But it it's gonna take it's gonna take a lot for him to be on the field. Do I put it past Aaron Rodgers? No. But is the Jets gonna be in contention enough where, you know, he's gonna want to come back and play? But it's impressive, yeah. But he ain't really doing too much. He's just really walking and throwing the football right now. You know what I mean. Once he gets to jogging and running, it's just hard to say. You know, because we haven't seen anybody come back so quick. You know what I mean in the NFL season, and the quarterback would be the ideal position to come back this quick from. You know what I mean. But would I like to see him? Yeah, I would. I would like to see. I would like to see him come back.
1: Yeah. Um, that's our picks for this week. Uh, great time tonight. Um, let them know real quick where they can find you, social media, website, uh, fair, festival, whatever you got going on real quick. get things wrapped up.
0: Okay. All right. That'll work. You can check us out at Carolina sports plus on, uh, social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can, Check us out online at carolinesportsplus. We're currently we're going to be out in Fayetteville at the Dogwood Festival, Saturday and Sunday. So if you're in the Fayetteville area, want to talk some sports, buy some merchandise, most definitely come check us out.
1: Don't forget, Monday nights we got the 110 Nation Race Chat Live, the exclusive Chris Yellow Cross and Flag Crate and myself sit down. We interviewed different drivers. We had Dr. Patrick Starpoly or Starpoly, I'm going to jack up his name every time, on the show. He was actually a prior guest of the 110 Nation about 10 years ago. Uh, and he got his doctor degree, still does racing. Um, it was a great interview, but we do that on Monday nights, Race Chat Live on Tuesday nights to get you guys caught up in everything in the racing world the previous week and get you prepared for the upcoming week. And then also Thursday nights, you got Safety Success. Jared Hudson sits down, usually interviews about two or three people, some drivers, some vendors, some people that's got to do with the safety uh, in racing. Um, the highest rated show on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Uh, make sure you guys check those out. you got to also check out the site, uh, the 110 com. We've got our shows, our videos, our blogs, all the links to all the different platforms we are on so you can catch the show Anywhere you listen to your podcast, Uh, like us on Facebook, the 110 Nation Sports, uh, Carolina Sports Plus. Follow us on Twitter, at 110 Nation, Um, Carolina Sports Plus as well. Um, Next Wednesday night, Mario and myself will be back in the studio, the Carolina Sports Plus studio, to sit here and do this again. Until next week. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18+ term and condition apply. See website for details.